Hello everyone, welcome to another episode with me on Real Life Talk with Blessing. If this is your first time joining me here on this program, please don't forget to drop a comment, share with your friends, share with your families. You never can tell, someone might just really need to hear this. It's been a crazy week, seriously. It's been really crazy with the death of our popular Osina Chidi, lady that sang Ekwe the popular worship song. A lady who has been in a domestic violent relationship and ended up dead from that bad marriage. You see, a lot of people are saying a lot of things. Everyone is complaining. Everyone is grumbling and everyone is angry. Oh, why did she stay? But you know the funny thing? These are the same people who will say, why did she leave? So I'm here. I'm here. You all know me. These are the kind of things that really triggers me. You see, domestic violence all starts from when you as a mother or a father starts to tell your son to beat his sister if he's angry or if she makes him angry. It all starts from you saying to your daughter, after the brother has beaten her up, what did you do? I'm sure that your sharp mouth has gotten you in trouble. This should stop. We're talking about grooming the male child to understand love differently. That's what you're doing. You hear some mothers say, if your sister disrespects you, beat her very well. Let her shut her mouth. And today we have full-blown monsters who don't only beat, but murder their wives and husbands. You see, the mentality has to change. Parenting pattern has to change. I know some of our grandparents got it wrong. Some of our parents got it wrong. We don't have to make the same mistakes. So, I listened to a message from Pastor Paul Eneche on the death of the popular Ekweme singer that died over the week. And I'm going to play this so you listen to what he has to say about this whole situation and issues. Sober Reflection in the light of the passing of our beloved sister Osina Chimwachuku, who is a kingdom asset and a generational asset to this generation. In the light of so much misinformation, in the light of so much misconstruction of events, I decided to set straight what I know concerning the situation. Over two and a half months to three months ago, she came to see me with her husband with complaints of 
chest pain, respiratory distress. I prayed for her and prayed and prayed again. And when the symptoms did not abate, I counseled that they go to the hospital to help us to know exactly what we were dealing with. And they asked if I could assist, help them facilitate that process. I called our head of medical team, Dr. Sang, who is consultant pediatrician with the Federal Medical Center, Kefi, to assist handle their situation. And he called the Federal Medical Center, Jabi, called colleagues there where they attended to them. On seeing her, they ordered some investigations after examination, and that included CT scan, computerized axial tomography scan. That was done, and from what the doctors saw, they felt that there was need for further investigation, either at the University of Abuja Teaching Hospital or the National Hospital in Abuja. I called the doctor, consultant, pulmonologist, respiratory physician at the University of Abuja Teaching Hospital, Dr. Akko Alexander, told him the situation and he asked that they come to see him immediately. And they went to the Guagualada Teaching Hospital. After they had examined her there and saw the situation, they felt that there was a need for histology and biopsy of the lung tissue. And they, and they asked that she go to the National Hospital to get that done. I again called the Dr. Jibrin, who is head of pathology and consultant histopathologist of the National Hospital in Abuja and reported the issue to him and to help us go ahead with the investigations and find out what exactly happened. I am calling names and calling places because the people are available alive and they are all verifiable. And then they continued the management. Um, the histology was done from what I saw at that time. The picture was much milder than what the CT scan earlier on showed. And so we felt very happy that at least there was relief. She called me daily, and we, literally daily, and prayed with her. She reported progress. The point came where she needed no oxygen anymore, uh, according to what she said to me one night, and that they checked her oxygen perfusion, and it was 100%. And we were very, very excited at that progress. That was the point it was before we went over to the crusade in Cameroon. It was at, in Cameroon the second night that I got to know of the unfortunate incidents of her passing. Now, if there was domestic violence that led to or coincided with those symptoms that she came with two and a half months, two and a half months to three months ago, there is no way I would know. And if there had been perennial domestic violence, there was no way I would have known. The things we're hearing after her passing were things that were very, very strange to my hearing. Then I began to ask questions. First, I asked the twin sister, are you aware that your sister, were you aware that your sister passed through all these things? She said, yes, she knew some of them, but that the majority of them, she was hearing also from those she confided in. I asked her, I said, if you knew 
why didn't you let us know? And the twin sister said, she always begged her, please don't let the church know, don't tell the pastor, please, the man will change, please, um, uh, just, 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 just pray for us, the man will change. And that continued to happen. I asked the first son yesterday, I said, was this real? And the son told other stories. And I said, so why didn't you tell me? Because typically they will run to me after service and I'll pray for them, lay hands on them. Why didn't you tell me about what was going on in the home? And the young man said, they couldn't tell me because the father would always ask them after they left me and said, what did you tell the pastor? Did you tell him anything? And so on and so forth. I, for that, other members in the choir who were privy to this some of the things that were going on. I asked one of them when we paid the visit to the house of the disease yesterday. What happened? Why were we not aware of all these things? The same story that she would always go on her knees and ask them, please don't, don't. Just pray, don't. But trusting God for him to change. The last one that taught me so much was the music producer who came to see me in the office two days ago to tell me his own experience how he witnessed that the man slapped the wife in his music studio and i said to him you saw a man slap a woman in your presence and you left the man alone and you are a man yourself and he said before he could respond to the to the man the woman again in tears on her knees begged him not to do anything to leave him alone and not even to do anything at all and so on and so forth so we have had these stories and this is all the things that we got to know after she had passed as a person and as a church everyone who knows us know that we have zero degree tolerance for domestic abuse and wife battery of any sort if you ever listen to any of our relationship messages there is a principle a policy and a rule we have and that is it is better to be alive without a marriage than to die because of marriage we've said that over and over and over i am sure that some of us would have listened to the clips of those messages i have seen people ask questions why should a wife abuser be a member of a church how can somebody be so brutal and is and is a member of the church you know the ark of noah the same ark that carried good animals also had evil beasts inside the same ark as in the world cannot change any man or woman who is unwilling to be changed you see this is a big blow on a lot of us. It is a big blow, most especially on her family. I saw a video of her mother crying bitterly. You know, my pain is all this could have been avoided if she had left that marriage. Please, stop stigmatizing women who come out of abusive relationships, who comes out of abusive marriages. 
You know, a friend of mine actually told me something. She said, blessing. I have lost all my friends because to them I'm single now and I'm divorced. They don't want me around them because ah, I'm single now so I might snatch their husband. That is the mentality a lot of them have. They don't even allow me visit them unlike when I had a husband or unlike when I was with my husband. Imagine that mentality of people. You know, this particular lady in question had to leave that marriage when this man almost took her life by throwing her from this up, throwing her from upstairs. She kept praying and kept saying maybe one day he would change, which is the mentality of a lot of women. She kept praying and saying maybe he would change. Instead, he got worse. That is an abuser for you. An abuser doesn't change. He gets worse because you've given him the opportunity of abuses. So it doesn't stop. But today she's single and happy. In her own words, she said to me, Blessing, I don't wake up with fear anymore. Do you know what that means? You see a man, you start to panic. He's coming, you are scared, you are shaking. You don't know what he's going to shout at. You see, if you're an abusive husband, I need to let you know you have failed as a person. How can't you see you're doing a lot of damage to a human being? Get help. Get help. Madam, please. You don't have to die in an abusive marriage to show you are a virtuous woman. I know a lot of women are held ransom because the man knows he holds the money. He's the one holding the fund. So where can she go to? Yes, a lot of women are housewives. So they barely have anything for themselves. And you know, they get abused so much because the man knows she can't even pay for a bowl of food in a restaurant. That is why we have come up with a team to get support for women who are in abusive marriages. We have free accommodations until the lady settles down or until the women settles down. We, ha we are a team of builders who are building a better world to live in. A lot of these men, you see, have mental issues, bipolar, narcissism, and a lot more. But because these mental disorders doesn't show on faces, you see a cute looking guy smiling, but when you end up with him, he will drive you to a point of suicide or depression. A lot of abused women feel weak, vulnerable. Not only their body is abused, their mind is also abused. There are a lot of ways a person can be abused emotionally. Listen to this pastor explain some parts before I continue. So you might think, I've never touched my wife before. But the words you have used have destroyed her. Why would she malfunction? You, you, you tell a woman to go and kill herself, you speak to her parents, you speak to her, her life like she's nothing. It's like pouring hydrochloric acid on the soul. 
when you pour acid on the metal the metal is discolorated so some people are not the way they should be because a man has been abusing her for years and you have no you have no excuse what is what, what did she do that you are talking to your wife like she's an object she's nothing you are proud you are ashamed to mankind what is that if you hear some words that women tell me their husbands say to them and the same woman will be begging me pastor don't tell him i said this do you know what that means because if they're telling you now that you said this you still gonna fight her again ah god will rescue some people what ah where did you find these words not from your pastor not from the scriptures what kind of thing is that So in case you are thinking, I've never talked about it before. You might have damaged the whole destiny already. Bad words are like pouring acid on the soul of your mate. You destroy them. And it can be a woman speaking to a man like that. But most men do that. Out of anger. Out of anger. All your family are useless. All your siblings are nothing. Even you, I, I regret it. I marry you. Yo, are you be saying it? What is that? How great you are! You are God. At the same way, we go and pray for the husband to prosper. You know, see life. The case we are dealing with now on social media, it is said that the man beat the woman and hit her on the chest. Uh, they've been summarizing you. Uh, you better talk on time. Don't let anybody kill you. Yesterday, I thought about it. I said, some of the single ladies, I, I just leave them. Let them be. You don't want to get married. Because, because sometimes, you wonder what we'll get into. When you behave like God, God will show you that he's God. Not because sometimes, the women don't earn money. You understand? They don't earn money. So, you know that she will be stranded. You now begin to use that capacity to bully her. Because you know that that was an executive in a bank and she can live by herself. Your words won't be like that. You know, you know. But because you have money or the cloud, so you know that whatever happens, you'll be okay financially. So you, so she cannot leave you. If God should stand up to prove to you that it's greater than you, <laughs> even she has to be begging God for your behalf. Your behalf. Let's let's serve each other. Let's be humble. When you are conversing with your spouse, don't make demands. Make requests. And don't forget a man is different from a woman. And if you don't know the things that your wife likes, ask her. Many men assume so many things. Pastor, I've done a lot. I know you have done a lot, but have you done the right thing? Ask her, what are the things you love? The things she say, might, you might not like it. The same way, you know, you can't eat worms, but you like fish. Ask her. Because some women sent messages and were like, I don't know, am I being abused? I don't know. He does this, he does that. Am I being abused? Because like I said, a lot of people don't even know when they are abused. They don't even know what it is. They just tell you, my husband shouts at me, he pushes me around, he looks down on me, calls me names. They don't know those things are abuses. I'm just glad to see that a lot of pastors are condemning this wicked act. The worst part is, 
this domestic violence does not stop with his wife. He will extend it to the children because a lot grow up to be like their fathers. Some don't, but it's more of the majority. A lot of people has lunacy tendencies. If you check their family history, you see that. You see, oh, they had a lot of mad people in their family and all that. So please, let's stand against domestic violence, against men, against women. Mothers, protect your children from future damage. If you need help, you can reach me on all my social media platforms, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, even on my website on www.purposefulvoice.com. Please, don't die in silence. Act now. Thank you once again, guys, for being with me on Real Life Talk with Blessing. This has been an incredible journey. I appreciate every one of you. If you hear my voice and you know you're going through abuse in your marriage, physical abuse, please reach out. A lot of women say they can't take it anymore. There's this lady that wept bitterly. She's lost her self-esteem. She's lost her confidence. She's lost her health because of marital abuse, because of domestic violence and emotional abuse. Please, enough is enough. Let's do better. We can create marriage to be beautiful. Marriage is not hard. It's just two people who makes it hard. Just two people who can make it work. Thank you so much. I hope I'll see you again next week on another topic on Real Life Talk with Blessing. Have a nice day.